Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. One hundred five in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. This is the second hour of Oilers. Now we had lots of response to Rich Winter's appearance in the first hour of the show. Uh, Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Just before I bring aboard Sportsnet's Mark Spector. Quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing you winning results for 35 uh, years. Uh, Bob, uh, Rich didn't answer your question about the players taking a wage rollback. He went on about a rant about uh, Sweden and how they've handled things. Uh, I, I think that inherently a lot of Rich's concepts that we have an opportunity to grow um, out of what has been a very challenging time, uh, I, I think most of us would agree with that. And it it has been tough, and it's not easy on a day-by-day basis. And there's people that are in a lot tougher situations than many of you that are listening right now. Uh, and, and myself and uh, our next guest, Mark Spector included. Spec, how, how are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm all right. Uh, we just had Rich on. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to Rich's stuff in a second because um, it'll tie into where we're going here and moving forward with the league and what options there's going to be and that sort of thing. Obviously, tough news on the uh, on the uh, Colby Cave uh, front, uh, a brain bleed which led him uh, to being rushed in a Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto. I believe uh, Specky was in Barrie when this occurred. We don't have any more information at this time other than the fact that he's in a medically induced coma. Uh, there's lots of people uh, out there that have lost loved ones uh, to challenging times uh, in situations like this. 
uh, and there's also people that have been able to survive. So we don't know much more, but it certainly comes as a, a bit of a shock, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, I just filed a new story, so I can tell you a couple of things here. Uh, Colby and his wife Emily were in Barrie, Ontario, where her family is from. That's where they were, you know, doing what we're all doing, right? Riding out, no hockey and uh, the coronavirus, uh, you know, self-isolation ride. Uh, and he was admitted to, uh, taken to hospital, to the very hospital, uh, at some point last night. Uh, I'm not sure how much time he spent there, but uh, not a great deal. He was fairly soon after airlifted, I believe, the helicopter to Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto, which is a much more major uh, medical center. And uh, he resides there in the critical care unit, as we speak with, as you point out, a brain bleed. Uh, this has, there was no accident, no car accident, anything like that. This has nothing to do with COVID-19. We've confirmed all of those things. So. He's just a 25-year-old kid that, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, with, whether it turns out to be an aneurysm involved or something else, uh, yeah. I do not know at this point. Uh, I've had people in my life with those situations, and sometimes, and this is good, you know John Corbanek? Or John yes. Corbanek, the Canadian Prince supporter? Yep. It was, a very, it was a very grave day when he went down in the Epistrophal Newsroom probably 20-some years ago. He had two aneurysms in his brain, a very similar situation. I'm not sure exactly if it was the same, but uh, to this, uh, they operated on him, fixed him up to this day. He's a boy's hockey, and uh, he's as normal as John Cormac is ever going to be. So it's not always bad news, Paul. Sometimes people come out of these things and do just fine. Yeah. All right. Well, and again, uh, I, I just uh, and I want to thank all the listeners that are taking time to text us at uh, six at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and the people that have responded on the Edmonton Oilers uh, Twitter account as well, wishing uh, Colby the best of luck. Spec. One of the reasons why uh, there were a couple of reasons why you went at one o'clock today, Rich, and uh, uh, he didn't want to shed too much light on it, but he is on a conference call right now as we speak uh, with the NHLPA. Um, uh, we know that Gary Bettman was on a conference call with the other major commission, uh, other major sports presidents or commissioners of the respective leagues, uh, with Pe- President Donald Trump. We're hearing reports of, uh, maybe some of the leagues, Major League Baseball and basketball, starting to get creative in terms of finding mechanisms. Um, when, when you're sitting there watching the CNN and CNBC and maybe flipping a little in a Fox as well, it's kind of tough to get a positive gauge that we could somehow find a way to play, which makes when you see, Mark, the stories about baseball maybe playing in Arizona, hockey maybe playing games potentially in North Dakota. I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, all of this at this time. Well, I mean, the trial balloon that was flown by baseball today where they would go play in all the different Arizona parks, right? So you'd probably have uh, two or three games a day in order to accommodate a major league schedule. There's many baseball stadiums around there, of course. Um, there's some holes in the theory, right? How do we get, you know, obviously you, you have to put all these guys in hotel rooms, all the different teams and executives and all the different players in the hotel rooms. You need extra players because... You can't fly guys in and out of the minors like you normally could. So it becomes a big containment exercise. Um, are players willing to uh, leave their families for four or five months to do this? They don't leave their families behind at this time? I would question that. Um, I would question what happens if you go through all of this, Bob, and you get six days into the Arizona Spring League or whatever we're calling it, 
and four people get coronavirus and everybody changes their mind. Uh, there's a lot of holes right now, Bob. What do you think? Oh, I think what you're saying is, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it... Uh, I, I'm trying to. I mean, I, I like to be the you know the eternal optimist in this sort of thing, Mark. But logic dictates when you're seeing, and I you know I understand the the, the sort of numerical charts and uh, prognostications that are out there that there theoretically maybe could be a, a drop off in new case. I mean, BC as an example uh, over the course of the, the province of BC over the course of the last three days. Uh, has seen a significant dip in new cases, which bodes well for BC. Alberta, as you know, has tested on the level that uh, would put them in the top. If if Alberta was a country uh, of you know 4.4 million people, we'd be one of the five top testing uh, countries in the world. That's how much we've tested in this province. But we are still seeing you know roughly 80 to 100 new cases a day, 62 uh, percent of which are from Calgary. I mean, Mark, we're living in a country where there's still flights coming in from all over the world. Like, Canada did not shut their borders the way other countries did. I realize that there's more concern now over community spread than maybe what's coming in uh, via from other parts of the world. I I just, at this stage, here's, here's where I'm coming from. I think it's a tad premature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A tad, a t- I don't know how you can look at it and not think it's not premature. I mean, logic dictates that when you have the state of New York and the state of New Jersey with, geez, they might be at 200,000 cases now between the, those two states. It's going to be pretty problematic moving forward for professional sport at this stage. Well, and level of the ability to test and, and receive a result quickly. You know, here's what sports can't do, Bob. Sports can't jump to the front of the line when it comes to testing, right? It's bad. It's just not right and morally, and it's a, it's just awful uh, visually to see. You know, if all of a sudden the baseball congregates somewhere and they're getting, they've got a new test that they could get the result back in an hour, and they've got hundreds and hundreds of them, which it would take in order to keep. 26 baseball teams in Arizona safe. you got to be testing and testing and testing and testing all the time, right? Until we're doing that as a society, you can't do it for pro sports. It's not right. It's not, uh, you know, it's not acceptable. So it all depends on testing. You can't, you know, if all of a sudden you got, you know, you got a bunch of baseball teams together in a place and a couple of guys feel like they may have some symptoms, you got to test and you got to test fast. And we don't even have those tests yet. It still takes too long to get a test back. So I think it's a bit pie in the sky. I think that uh, sometimes, we, and I'm guilty, I'm sitting here watching the 20-whatever Masters is going to be on TV today. <laughs> I miss my sports. So does everyone listen to the show here. We all miss our sports. It's killing me I'm not covering playoff hockey. I think I'm going to have a good Friday off ball for the first time in about 30 years. Um, but you've got to be realistic here. Like, we're not... You know, sports gives it bigger than this thing. And if you start talking like it is, you kind of sound like a fool, I think. All right. Uh, we had Rich Winter on the show. Uh, How's my there's lots. Bobby? He uh, he didn't mention you during the. Uh, he was. He was. What's that? He didn't say hello. I, I don't think I told him that you were on next. Uh, but what I will say is he had some pretty altruistic views on the opportunities moving forward. Um, 
and you know and, and how and I, I think there's a degree of truth that he you know that this has kind of changed everybody's kind of uh, focus on maybe what's important and that there are opportunities for it I asked him point blank whether or not uh, well geez you know you're going on an NHLPA meeting uh, why doesn't the PA sit down at the National Hockey League and uh, do a rollback you know, to to help the business and create some mechanisms that could allow uh, for cheaper tickets in certain markets and that sort of thing. Because, uh, Mark, I, I mean, when we do get back up and running at some point with hockey, there's going to have to be a lot of building done. And in the process of doing a lot of building, I think there's going to have to be things that are done differently than have been done in the past. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, let's, let's just start, you know, let's leave the moral issues behind for a second Bob, and let's just talk economically right the entire you know every business is coming back to a different economy when we all get rolling again you know you can't i don't think that you'll be able to sell a, a flat screen tv for the same price as you sold it three months ago certainly not at first because there's just a lot of people have lost a lot of money there's a lot of, you know it's supply and demand and the supply of money right now isn't very high in people's pockets so if that's going to apply, and I think it will, to almost every sort of, um, what I'm looking for, you know, any item on any shelf in any store, right? It's, you're not going to raise prices coming out of this thing, that's for sure. But why wouldn't it apply to hockey tickets, right? Why doesn't it apply to any item on any store at the NHL store where they're selling uniforms and hats and shirts? You know, people are walking in there, coming out in the same economy as they're walking into Home Depot. So... So yeah, can you charge? Can you come out of this thing charging exactly what you would charge for a hockey ticket, or do you have to take a look at your market and say, you know, if we try to charge the same thing, we won't sell as many? And that's a that's a viable question uh, in both parts right now. It's out of control. Some of these ticket prices, you've heard me say it before, it's so 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 expensive. And can that last? You know, has that bubble probably perhaps broken a little bit? Well, I mean, Mark, how do we address this issue? Let's say we don't play again until October, okay? So instead of having a projected $5 billion in hockey-related revenue, for the sake of argument, we come in at 4 even though it might be closer to 3.8. But let's just use $4 billion. So the owners get half, and then the uh, players get half. That means there's $2 billion to go uh, for players on 31 different NHL teams which would drop the respective uh, salary cap if you based it just simply on the numbers below $70 million, okay? Right. So without qualifying or working out a deal for Athanasiu and Ethan Bear, the Edmonton Oilers are roughly at $70 million right now with 11 forwards, six defensemen, and one goal goalie. How in the heck do we get there if we don't do a rollback? You know what I'm saying here? Yeah. Like, a, rollback, a rollback or uh, something to do with the escrow where my escrow gets really high. And it's, it's not a rollback, it's a roll forward is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's You know, it's, instead of taking it right off everyone's checks today, you say you can keep your money, but we're going to end up taking it off your check tomorrow or the next day or the next day. So, hey, listen, there's not as much money in the system. What you don't want to involve... Like, let me preface all of this by saying the average guy, if, if the NHL loses a billion dollars and, and players lose a couple hundred Gs, who cares, right? These guys are all millionaires, so tough luck. 
That's the first thing I want to say. But after that, what you don't want the ball is, is a situation where, you know, Ethan here is a great example. The Oilers captured him, they groomed him, they developed him, they got a good player. He wants to play here, they want him here. They can't have to lose that player because of an unforeseen economic downturn. You can't, you can't have that situation. So the PA and the, and the league, they'll make a deal where these Bears of the world, they're not going to hit the home run, but they're going to get signed by the Oilers and their prospective teams. And the big UFA who thought he was going in the market this summer to make a big cut of cash, well, it's time he was very good, and he's going to have to sign a one- or two-year deal somewhere. And that'll be the Taylor Halls of the world. We have Lorna Schultz-Nicholson coming up back at 135 to talk about books. I have two of your books, one of which Lorna is going to uh, talk about, the, the Battle of Alberta book and then Road to Gold. Um, what was the greatest challenge for you in writing Battle of Alberta? And what was the biggest surprise for you in writing Road to Gold? Cool. The Battle of Alberta, the challenge was trying to write 83,000 words. It's the first book I ever did. That's a hell of a lot of coffee balls. And just reading through the stories, you're, we're the same guy when it comes to the Battle of Alberta. We watched it, we lived it, we loved it, grew up with it. So to me, it was just a, just a matter of trying to organize all of that stuff into some kind of a sequential order, pick out the good stories, cut out the bad ones, and, and you know, deliver a book. That that had everything you know encompassed everything that was important about the Battle of Alberta. It's a lot of stock in that particular set of shelves. Uh, I think the World, the World Junior book was a little different because I wasn't as educated on how the World Junior program, how the program of excellence came along. I didn't really. You know, I guess I knew that we used to send our junior teams over, like the Memorial Cup champs back in the seventies. I guess I knew. Right. You know, Dale Howarchuk and his junior team used to go over there, and they never won because the Russians crushed them. I knew all that, but I didn't really know the machinations. I didn't know how it came to be. So I thought that was the most enlightening thing was how, you know, how people, how people, the old CHA, they decided, they decided, you know what, we've had enough of this. We're not going to lose with our with our Memorial Cup champs anymore. We're going to put together a four rounds excellent so we're going to go over there and start winning and that's exactly what they did mark specter joining us so spec i know you're not a heavy tv guy uh, i've been watching a series on uh, uh world war ii now in color i uh, so i learned something last night i didn't know i didn't know that uh, with uh, senator mccarthy uh that basically we know about the nuremberg trials but i did not know that they basically cut them off in 1948 because of the quote-unquote red scare that was out there with the russians and so several maybe secondary figures uh that were part of the nazis ended up walking on some pretty significant charges i was unaware that it actually had occurred uh, have you had a chance uh, i've been watching uh i watched the entire uh two years of mine hunter the two uh yeah two seasons of mine hunter the three seasons of ozark both were brilliant shows have you watched anything or read anything here over the last week that uh, has uh, kind of surprised you a little bit or maybe educated you a little bit? Yeah, you know what surprised me the most of this last week? My wife beat me in Scrabble on back-to-back nights. That's what beat me up the most a lot of the week, Bob. 
I'm a freaking writer. I'm not supposed to live back to back to my wife and travel for Pete's sake, Bob. So I'm a little bit shaken. I'm a little rattled. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised in the least. I, I, you know, I did a daily show with you uh, for four years, and then you uh, you scaled her back uh, in the in the fifth year in our former incarnation. And I'm not at all surprised that you would be the uh, second most literate person in your household, Mark. Oh my goodness. I'm just, I'm a little shaken, a little rattled here. Uh, you know what, TV-wise, I'm, I'm, I haven't done too deep ball. I've watched, I did the rest of, I've watched the first two seasons of Ozark already. Very happy when the third season came out. I was sat through that Tiger King because everyone else did. Um, it just reaffirmed to me why Donald Trump becomes the president of the United States. Because he's not the only one guy like that down there, the Tiger King, whatever his name is. Um... <laughs> Here come the texts back. Here come the texts from a percentage of our listeners right now, right? So. (laughs) All right. Hey, Mark, uh, we will not have a show on. uh, We're going to have a best of show, which many would call an oxymoron. Mark, that's O X Y M O R O N. I think that's worth about 67 points. So uh, uh, have a a good Easter weekend, and we'll hook up next week. Okay. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. All right, Bobby. Thanks a lot. You bet. One twenty-four at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chet. Suffice to say, based upon our text messages that came in on Rich Winter's appearance on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, he engendered a response that maybe not all of you agree with, especially when he referenced Sweden. And uh, Sweden's an interesting case. They've not limited um, venues for 50 or fewer people. They have a considerably higher death rate right now in Canada from COVID-19 as well at the stage. But, of course, coronavirus hit Europe before it hit Canada. Do you want to mention all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and the uh, staff at jameshbrown.com want to wish you the best of luck uh, dealing with things at this time and remind you to stay safe. Coming up at 135, author... Lorna Schultz Nicholson. She wrote the book Grit and Glory, celebrating 40 years of the Edmonton Oilers. She's written several other uh, children's books, a couple other hockey books. We're going to talk a bit about hockey books. And on that note, I want you to text me on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063 uh, what you think 
is the best hockey book written. Mine is uh, The Game of Our Lives by Peter Zosky. And maybe it's just when it came out at the time of the, the genesis and the emergence of the Edmonton Oilers as a powerhouse in the 1980s. Maybe it's a byproduct of the age of that I was at that time. But for me, I think that's one of the best hockey books that was ever written. I'd like to know uh, what you think in that regard. So send us uh, a text again, 780-496-0063. All day, 630 Chet has ongoing COVID-19 pandemic coverage. Uh, coming up at uh, 2 o'clock today, Jill and I, and on the half hours, we head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.